Original content. Content. Compelling discussions. Audio on demand. This is a podcast 225 production. Synonyms of the word change. Alter. Make different. Become different. Adjust. And every day, we evolve. We adapt. We change. And this is where we talk about it. This is The Clay Young Show. Thanks, Neil. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the end of October and the beginning of the last two months of 2020. Glad to have you here for episode 260 of The Clay Young Show here at podcast225.com on the iTunes or Apple podcast app. More like the Apple Podcast app. You can get it on iTunes as well. On the iHeartMedia app. And you can check the show out in the Baton Rouge area on weekends on Talk 107.3 FM. Man, it's good to talk with y'all again. To have y'all here. We're going to be talking to the Baton Rouge Police Chief in just a moment. He is going to be talking about a lot of things from the graduating class. Actually, to let you guys in on... A little bit of the behind the scenes. We recorded the interview yesterday, and it's Friday as I record this open. And I'll give you a little bit of a sneak preview of what's coming up in the conversation. Not only do we talk about the graduating class that's happening next week, we talk about law enforcement, we talk about some of the issues people encounter when considering police work as a profession the perception of law enforcement, doing the work of law enforcement. And there has been a rumor out there about this police chief leaving. It's been out in the air. So I ask him flat out, is he leaving? And he will give you an answer. And not just that's not the only news he makes in this conversation. So that is coming up. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Next week, of course, is the election. So we're going to turn around a couple of podcasts really fast because we're going to do a show next week, early next week with uh, John Cuvion trying to work that out right now to be able to talk about what we expect on election night. And then we will do a follow up when it's all over. But I think most of us agree that it, it is likely that at least on the national level, we may not know who the winner is by the end of Tuesday evening. Maybe days later before we find out who the president is going to be going forward. And I don't know about you, but that gives me a little bit of of a queasy feeling, the fact that there could be some foolishness after the fact, regardless of which way you, you're going to vote in this thing. It just could be, it, it could be a mess. So we will see about that. Listen, I'm on Twitter, at ClayYoungBR. Follow me there. I'm on Facebook. Facebook, you see it. A lot of y'all see it. I get the friend requests, Right. And then on Instagram, Clay underscore Young BR. And of course, you can email me directly. Clay at podcast225.com is the email address. And while you're perusing podcast225.com, you really have to check out the Crime Stoppers podcast. The only interactive podcast in the capital city that lets you help solve a crime. There was a shooting. Okay, is someone shot? Yes, someone is shot. The Crime Stoppers podcast with Clay Young. Just some suspicious people running through the parking lot before. Real stories. It was my first love. Real crimes. Real people. Real justice. 
the Crime Stoppers podcast with Clay Young exclusively at podcast225.com. Expecting mothers and fathers? Family Rose Healthy Start Community Action Network wants you to stay healthy as we deal with the reality of COVID-19. Here are five tips to help you and your unborn baby. Keep prenatal visits to ensure good health of you and your baby. If you need help, Family Road Healthy Start has case managers who provide one-on-one support and is enrolling expecting mothers and fathers now. Stay safe by washing your hands before or after any encounter. You, your family, and children should wear masks in public. Pregnant moms, stay home if possible. If not, limit all outings and keep any additional family members such as your children home. Stay informed by getting all current information on COVID-19 from trusted resources. And finally, stay prepared in the event you may develop symptoms or test positive for the coronavirus. For additional information, visit womans.org. To enroll in Family Road Healthy Start, call 201-8888 and give your baby and family a healthy start. We'll get through this together. Here we go. This is the Clay Young Show. Well, the hurricane is gone. And the chief is here with us in studio. He's got a little rhythm with him. So here we are on the brink of the election day, but the day before that in Baton Rouge... There will be a graduation, a graduating class of new police officers, the 68th graduating class of the Basic Training Academy, and uh, that's going to be 86th. I, I did that yesterday in a conversation, 86th, not 68th, uh, and it's going to be great. It's going to be Monday morning, uh, the second, as we record this, so Chief, we'll start with that. Man, that's got to be a good feeling to watch these new officers being minted, huh? You know, it is. It, it brings you back, you know, uh, you know, when you see uh, our, our future police officers going through that training, it takes you back to, to, to your day. Yeah. When you went through that process and, and how proud that moment was. So, yeah, we're excited. You know, we're excited for several reasons. You know, we have a very uh, diverse class of uh, of young yeah. uh, leaders, yeah. uh, future police officers, and then we have our police officers that are out there that are anxiously waiting for the help <laughs> because <laughs> of the vacancies, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and as we record this today, yesterday, as you arrived at the academy, <laughs> tell everybody what happened. If you're not following the department yeah. on social media, you don't know, which you, you should follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But tell everybody what happened. Yeah, so uh, I was going down to visit. I was told to come visit. And when I get there, they're all dressed up in Halloween costumes, right? So, <laughs> And y'all didn't know they were going to do that. No, I did not know. But I had to do an inspection, right? right? Right. So my inspection turned from, you know, the normal inspection, making sure uh, that they're, they're dressed appropriately and they're sharp and uh so now uh, they're wearing uh their costumes and every single one of them were in character let me tell you so the two, two, so that because oh there was captain gosh. america there was forrest gump who couldn't stop running he just ran ran there was michael myers out there yes, sir. uh there was uh, so kayla was because a couple of them i didn't recognize yes. and she was telling me who they were there was chucky, chucky was <laughs> so they they surprised you that kind of camaraderie that they got yeah. together to do that that does tell you something about that group though right yeah you know um 
you know, when I talk to the uh, the commander of, of our academy class and he talks about uh, the ideas, that was their idea mm-hmm. to come up with it. Uh, and, and I'm told they were going to surprise me also at the graduation with an idea that they came up with. Uh-oh. So to see this young generation and their creative thinking and and how they're embracing the new training that mm-hmm. we're giving them uh, from the procedural justice training to our community conversations yeah. and how they are embracing it uh, with the understanding that um, we uh, that they have to police a very, very diverse community. Mm-hmm. And when we hear from members of that community from all walks of life mm-hmm. and engage them in uh, how they think, how they feel about policing, it just makes them better prepared uh, when they go out there and begin to, uh, um, you know, keep the city safe. In 2020, so how long is the basic training academy for uh, people who don't know? 52, 54 weeks. Okay. So it's it's over a year, right? Um, yeah, well, 52, 54 weeks. Uh, I'm sorry, 52, 54 weeks. Um, it's over... Um, I'm sorry, 24. 24. <laughs> 24. Sorry, well, we're doing this early I'm doing in the, the same morning. thing you're yeah. doing. Yeah, that's yeah. right, transposing. Oh so yeah. over yeah. 24 yeah. weeks, right? Yeah. And then they once they come out of the academy, how much time do they spend with their training, field training officer? About another couple of months. Okay, another yep. couple of months with their mm-hmm. field training officer. So and I'm putting the time that the training takes place in perspective to lead to this question. In 2020... To choose the profession of law enforcement is different than it was 20 years ago because of all of the chatter about what a police officer should be. What do you think of the of the people who are choosing this profession now? Because it's courageous to want to do this now with policing becoming such a weapon of politics. You know, it's interesting you would say that, you know, one of the things we talk about, you know, in, in, in recruiting and um, I think that the young folks that we're seeing now because mm-hmm. of the, 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 the current state of policing, uh, you know, post George Floyd sure. era that, sure. that we're going through right now where uh, everything is scrutinized. Uh, social media has made the world small. Mm-hmm. So uh, any incident that happens anywhere in the country finds its way on our front door. Right. When, when we see bad policing somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I think that this this group of applicants mm-hmm. that we're seeing now, I think they really want to do it. Right. Because, you know, when you begin to peel back the onion, you know, they're, they're not just looking for a job. They no. want to serve. They want to serve. Yeah. And uh, even more so, you know, we track it. We track uh, um, those who take the test. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in fact, right now we are preparing for our next academy class, the 87th. Mm-hmm. We have around 69 going through the background process. Uh, 102 were scheduled to take it uh, this week. Uh, so we're going to get some out of that one. So we do know there's, there's young folks that are uh that want to serve. Mm-hmm. But we start tracking them from that first initial application. Sometimes we, we're unable to contact. Sometimes people just tell us no. Mm-hmm. Well, in the past, we just kept that information. Now we're asking questions. Why are you no longer interested? You, okay. You took the time to take the test. Right. Explain to us, if you don't mind, tell us why you're not interested no more. Is Could it you share with us some of the answers you get? Uh, different. Uh, got another job okay. because our hiring process takes so long. Okay. So that's something we noted. How can we approve on that? Someone was interested in going through the process and then in the meantime, they got hired somewhere else. Um, pay. Uh, some mm-hmm. were um, uh, on their current jobs and uh, they were feared to take it to that next level 
uh, that uncertainty because they were, um, uh, you know, they had a sure thing where they're at, mm-hmm. at their job. Uh, and some just uh, we couldn't contact. Uh, yeah. Some wouldn't answer the questions. Uh, pay uh, was, was, was one of them. Um, but, you know, the, the beauty is when we began to take all of this data and collect it like our new uh, recruit is collecting now, mm-hmm. we're able to use that in our recruiting efforts. For example, you're going to see uh, several targeted uh, uh, recruiting efforts, uh, one targeting our faith based community, right, those right. who want to serve. Yeah. Uh, one targeting uh, our athletics uh, come be a part of our team. Right. 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 It's interesting. We got two calls this week from former uh, um, LSU football players, man. Yeah. yeah. That have expressed an interest uh, to be a Baton Rouge police officer. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, hats off to Coach O and yeah. his leadership over that LSU. Right. Who are preparing these guys for life. And I tell you, it was refreshing to hear that we uh, we have that. So that's a big deal for kids who play college football, who are going to LSU, one of the premier college programs in America, who are thinking, hey, I want to be a police officer in Baton Rouge. Wow. It's a big deal. It is big. I was uh, I was like, wow, I was excited. I was like, hey, yes. yes." So, you know, it's interesting. I just seeing as we talked about what's happening with the academy and we'll get into some of what's going on in the city this year and then your overall thoughts about policing but you know i don't know that i've ever heard you asked this question and over your time in law enforcement you probably have been what is your definition of a good police officer so my definition of a good police officer is a person who wants to serve okay you know and and understand that and, you know, when I look at this particular class, every class comes up with their own little slogan, right, okay. for their academy class. Right, right. And theirs is, we're guardians first. Wow. But warriors forever. We're guardians first, warriors forever. So, That's nice. But I think it's that, that piece of being a guardian, yeah. uh, you know, in their yeah. job, uh, uh, understanding that, you know, respect goes both ways. It does. And, you know, having police officers who uh, pay attention to that training, uh, who, who listen, uh, who go out there and understand that we are um, coming across uh, people in some of their um, um, the lowest points of their lives mm-hmm. and being able to use the tools that we've given them. That's right. that training yeah. that we've given them and to resolve calls for service in a manner where sometimes uh, an arrest may not necessarily be the best option. Yeah. Given our officer's discretion mm-hmm. in that decision making process. Uh, so I, I think it's, uh, you know, uh, the, the characteristics that that honor duty, mm-hmm. uh, integrity, uh, but that hard to serve. I think if you look at the core values that we, we talk about in the police department, um, if 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 someone uh, holds those values dear to their heart, then they'll make a great police officer. It's a, it's a diverse group. It's it's male. It's female. Mm-hmm. It's black, white. There are other ethnicities in this in this graduating class as well. You know, race has has always been a part of the discussion in this country, even from its formation, even before it was just black and white. And in 2020, it is a large part of the discussion. And in some cases, it can be constructive to have a conversation about the the role race plays on the various aspects of life. It can be constructive. We can learn from one another. Mm -hmm. Policing 
has become an even bigger part of that. And it isn't just the case of the, the, the small number of times an officer violates his or her oath. It is just a reflection of the aspect of being a police officer that people have a perspective that you are anti poor people, you are anti black people, right? And so I'm okay with sitting down and say, let's let's talk through why why someone would feel that way. Let's talk through why some perspectives may be wrong or misguided. So for you, you're the chief of a police department. You said earlier in this conversation that your officers have to serve a diverse community, right? So then how do you get them to do that and not be trapped under the weight of some of the misconceptions that may be out there or some of the the beliefs that people may have as it relates to race? Does that make sense as a question? It does. So 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 the training is important. And, you know, when we look at our classes, one of the things that we started uh, is our procedure justice. Uh, I think you're going to see that. Uh, the task force that's legislatively uh, looking at um, uh, policing in Louisiana. Uh, we've done a presentation for them on our procedure justice course and others. I think you're probably going to see some some changes and in, in legislatively that are going to be uh, some recommendations made uh, from our legislature on that. OK, we were doing that already. And, and look, that that started before I got here. You know, right. when you look at a lot of the changes when it comes to uh, best practices that started uh, on the mayor president um, room when she took over in 2017. So when I came in, the she had already began that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we instituted the procedural justice where we talk about um, uh, f- uh, having voice in, in the process of uh, fairness is one uh uh, respect, uh, neutrality, and transparency. So when you look at that and how we train our officers, we have those uncomfortable conversations about race in America. Sure, we have it from a historical perspective mm-hmm. on how uh, um, 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 specific communities, not just uh, uh, African American communities, but others, and and how uh, policing has impacted them. So I think it's having those honest conversation about race and policing in America. Mm-hmm. I think when you begin to understand the background, you begin to understand on how people or certain people see law enforcement because yeah. we all have different life experiences. Sure, sure, yeah, and and I think it's so often. The loudest voices aren't always the most informed voices. No. <laughs> and yeah. they drive division. Let me tell you what I had. To, go, go ahead. Make, so who best to tell us that than the community? Sure. So we started our community conversation piece mm-hmm. in the academy. Because one of the things we say, look, we have to police the diverse community. Sure. Those who like us. Yeah. Those who love us. Right. Those who don't like us. Right. Those who like us today, the fair weather ones that may not like us tomorrow. But those who are looking at us and say, look, I believe in you, but I still think there needs to be change. Mm -hmm. And those that no matter what we say, what we do, they will never like law Mm -hmm. enforcement. But you know what? We have to police the entire community. So in a community conversations, we allow people from the community to come in. We've had about uh, maybe 14 or 15. The news media comes in. They have a a spot in it. Uh, Reverend um, Interfaith Coalition, uh, Mary Jane Markintel, one of our local downtown uh, leaders, uh, a local businessman, uh, LSU college students mm-hmm. in Southern University that started Baton Rouge for the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we allowed them to speak. Let's talk yeah. about that. Yeah. The Baton Rouge for the people. Mm-hmm. What is that group? It's, uh, it's a local uh, uh, activist uh, a group that have uh, uh, came together, uh, uh, 
college students. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, they've been doing protests, uh, yeah. different places uh, uh, around the city. What's uh, their aim? For police reform. What's uh, their their aim? Is reform? It's police reform. Based yeah. upon like define what they what they believe in in terms of reform. Based up, right, based upon a lot of the things that they're seeing uh, around the country. Uh, I think they've even spoken at uh, before the legislature mm-hmm. uh, downtown. Uh, things like uh, no chokeholds. Uh, things like. Uh, uh, policies uh, related to uh, use of force but there are chokeholds are already outlawed here as as a practice by the department that is correct there is no permissible practice of of like somebody said knee a knee on the neck that's already not Mm -hmm. something allowed here and 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 doesn't really happen here and so when you hear these young people say we don't want that and and largely they say we don't want it because they don't know necessarily that it's already outlawed. How do you handle that? Well, I think that's why. Look, it's about building relationships. So when we have those discussions, we're able to clear up. Uh, uh, look, we, we cannot run what's on social media. Sure. No, so you can we, never. When we sit down and have conversations about our policy, about what we're doing, we begin to clear up some of that misinformation that those learn. And then we're able to have honest and and, and, and good dialogue mm-hmm. about the areas that we have not made those changes yeah. in, and here is why. You know, maybe it's an officer safety issue. Maybe there's some things that they don't know about from a legal perspective uh, where we can't do that. So so having uh, all of our different community members at the, at the uh, uh, you know, come into the academy to tell us how they feel, and let me tell you, to hear our future police officers engage them Mm. In a conversation where yeah. they totally disagree, but on it's an a dialogue. Issue, but it is a dialogue, not an argument. There's no uh, yelling. There's yeah. no screaming. Right. There's no. I'm going out and riot. Yeah. It's like you know what? I respectfully disagree with you. Right. But I still respect you as a person. See, that's what's lost. Yeah. And the 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 whole tribalism of politics now yeah. and of social media is you have to agree with me or you are my enemy. I'm no. thinking, how could that even be a yeah. place, man? And then, you know, and I always say social media is a place where losers go to hide. Right. Yeah. And that's what they do. They can. And because I don't believe the average person. And, and and maybe I'm a little more confident in, in human being human beings than I should be. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe the average person wakes up every morning wanting to tear other people down. Right? No, I agree with you. And and, and and so but I'll go back to what we were talking about with these two groups disagreeing. I know that officers do feel picked on, oh, yeah. beat on. Yeah. They feel like they can't do anything right. They feel like they're expected to mess up and do all these negative things. Mm-hmm. And you've got over nearly 800 employees uh, at the Baton Rouge Police Department, correct? Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about that perception that they may have? And then what do you do to try to get their morale up and make them understand it's okay that this too shall pass? Yeah. So so for the trainees, let's start there. You know, when 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 our uh, community conversations happen and, and, and those community representatives speak, there's yeah. a follow up. Yeah. Right. There's, you know, what the, the training director is in there mm-hmm. um, and they say, so tell me what you heard. How did you feel when this was said? What do you think about it? So there's a a lessons learned portion where there's interaction and conversations. And then what we do, we say, look, here's the reality. The people of the city of Baton Rouge love our police department. That's true. Okay. I've seen and the numbers to prove it. I've, I've yeah. seen, I've had yeah. the data. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the surveys. Yeah. Uh, 
BRAFA had one recently mm -hmm. that they did as well. Uh, we did one for our pay study. Mm -hmm. So we know that uh, the, the, the majority of the people of our city love us. Even so, in the inner city. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and when I say the city, this this study that I did was was specific to the city limits. The city limits, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, the BRAF did one as well that, that highlighted and, and basically reflected the same uh, a survey study that we did in our police study. Sure. So it was educating them on that. Look, mm -hmm. look, you're loved here. You're respected. Some of our guys cannot even have a meal at a restaurant without someone paying for it. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, and then I get the emails of the great work our police officers are doing. I get the text message from the people in the community. And some of them were some who didn't necessarily have a favorable opinion of us at one time. Mm. So when I hear that, when I see that, uh, the great work, uh, you know, it's important for us to let them know that you are loved. Mm -hmm. You are respected. Uh, I understand uh, the, the impact social media has. I don't know how many times I have to have conversations when we are um, uh, taking in something that's happening somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I get it and I understand it, but it's important for me to say, you know what? We're not having riots here in right. the city of Baton Rouge. True. We're not. Yeah. And I mean, we've had as trying a four years in some yeah. ways yeah. as as almost any city. And it hasn't happened here because I think. I think people here are a lot better than we often give them credit for being. Absolutely. And again, it can't be about all of us agreeing. You well, know? So how do you avoid getting consumed by the critics and the criticism? Well, look, here's, here's my position on that. My door has been open, and I tell this. As a chief of police, I make policy. I can change procedures. And anybody who's willing to sit down with me as the chief and my staff, and we are all open ears, mm -hmm. whether it's a membership from our union, whether it's membership uh, from the community, whether it's our chief advisory council where we hear ideas, if it makes sense, if it's in alignment with best practices, we study it, we talk about it. You give me some recommendations I can move forward with it. Yeah. But what the critics do, they just criticize. They mm -hmm. provide no solutions. Mm -hmm. I can change policy tomorrow. Clay, I can change. You come and say, Chief, I don't like that you're doing this. This is okay. Let's have a conversation about it. What is it that you don't like about that decision? What is it about that policy? Let's talk about some better practices. If you show me a way where we can do it better, Clay, I could change that tomorrow, brother. Do, do you think your officers rank and file believe that? Uh, I think they see it. When you look at some of the recommendations that, that we've made since I've been in this position came from the rank and files. Guys say they like to wear their beards. Now, I could tell you for a man know, who right? cannot grow a beard, I totally disagree <laughs> with it, right? I can't That's true. I remember hair. that. That's right. That's but right. That came from the men and women of the police department. Well, dude, at least I could grow yeah. a beard. I can't grow a full head of yeah. hair. So, you know, but so, 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 you know, the. Because I don't, I don't like dwelling on on things like critics and all of that. But yeah, don't give negative energy well, to just, those it, negative well, it's, people. It's like breathing. It's like putting oxygen on a fire. Yeah. It doesn't kill it. It just it keeps it around longer. That's why they're toxic. That's why they're toxic because they don't like what they see in the mirror. And and exactly, that's exactly right. Yeah. And and I've told friends of mine, and it's like you just can't get. Why would I care what someone is saying about me on social media? I mean, it, it, granted. I just don't think you can get too caught up in that positively or negatively. Don't don't get in your yeah. own head about how great you are looking at it. And then don't get down about people who don't like you. It's it, you know, but that's look, I won't chase that rabbit. No, you just pray for people like that. Well, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I wish I was as nice as you, but so so 
talking about morale because I know you've yeah. heard the, the conversations and and it's been said that you have low morale in the department right what do you what is your response to that yeah first so so I don't think that some of the morale issues that's going on I, I think is national I don't think that's unique to the Baton Rouge Police Department uh, call state police ask them how many vacancies they have mm. call the sheriff department ask them how many vacancies they have so if you look around, uh, there are vacancies in law enforcement uh, all across uh, America. I yeah. think some of what we're, we're talking about was going on in policing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when here's the reality. In 2019, we had the lowest turnover ratio we had in over five, six years. 6.4. Okay. 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 That's that's fact. Yeah. That's a fact. That's news, too. Yeah. 6.4% uh, yeah. turnover ratio. Uh, right now, when I looked at it, we were at five point something and we were looking at retirements. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're seeing a lot of people who are retiring. Uh, you know, the, most of those people already had a date in mind before right. Chief Paul even got here. Mm-hmm. Uh, once they get off the drop, uh, they do their, their, their work. So, yeah, we have that. Um, but I don't think if you look at the numbers, it's uh, worse than any other uh, uh, police department. In fact, I, I would argue that our numbers are probably we're doing a lot better because mm-hmm. we've been fortunate to have academy classes. Yeah. 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 So we, we got this academy class, 27 graduating uh, on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, uh, a post-lateral where there are police officers and other agencies who want to come over and work for us. Uh, we're going to start that in November as well. Mm-hmm. And then we're preparing for our 87th uh, academy. So you and the union, you mentioned the union earlier, and it's been a it's mm-hmm. been something to watch this year and how that's how that's going. So I'll give you a chance to describe your relationship with the police union, because people who live around here have seen these billboards that have been up all over the city. Yep. But describe your relationship with them and what you hope it looks like going forward. First of all, look, I see value in everybody. Um, I respect uh, the role uh, that they that I believe they should play uh, at the table when it comes to moving us forward uh, as a police agency. Um, uh, in fact, we got a meeting tomorrow. We meet, uh, we talk, I listen to their ideas, and you know some of our rec- some of the recommendations have actually come from the union. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there are some cultural uh, differences. Um, what does that mean? I think you have to look at it from a historical perspective on the relationship uh, that, that the union has uh, with with me. Um, when I took this position, I reached out to former chiefs and I talked to them. I say, hey, this is a small fraternity. Can you give me some insight? Uh, let's have a conversation about, uh, you know, this job because I'm new in it and anything yeah. you can do to help me. You know, and what you learn is I always say this good leaders when they reflect they tell you about things they could have done better, right? You know, okay. chief, you know, hindsight, I, I wish I could have done this and that. And, it, and that was the difference when I talked to a couple of them um, where you really saw this, yeah, I want to help. Let me give this guy some knowledge. Mm-hmm. Let me give him some examples. And every single one, the the biggest challenge that they talked about was the union. Why? The power, the control, the political influence, um, you know, they've had uh, uh, influence or say so in every chief before me. Um, and uh, some of those um, chiefs were very, very honest with me. So, you know, with that, I, I set out to build relationships. That's that's what I like to do. 
but I think that takes um, uh, a shared desire mm-hmm. when you're trying to connect with someone or connect uh, with an organization. There has to be a shared desire for change. So you're saying, are you? Well, let I me mean, not put words in your mouth. What do you mean? What I mean, we have to agree in our heart that uh, change uh, is necessary for our growth as an organization. Define no, what change means. Change means how we do business. Change means uh, culture eats policy for breakfast, but yeah. our practices should line with our policies. Mm-hmm. Uh, accountability, uh, understanding that change only means to make better, yeah. right? When you read the word reform, reform is to look at areas of improvement. Mm-hmm. It's not negative. It's taken negatively. But when we talk about change, uh, every successful business this phone. I don't know how many versions of this iPhone we'd have been through, and I was okay with the first version. Right. But they continue to improve and, yeah. and improve. And when you look at those agencies that are moving forward, they are constantly reviewing their policies. They are constantly reviewing their, their training, and they are making those adjustments for an ever-changing environment. Okay. Okay? I totally disagree with the legalization, the, the decriminalization of marijuana. It's coming. Yeah. It's already happening in states. That's my point. So my personal views on that, or I can continue to fight and say, that's not right. We shouldn't be. Or I can say, well, look, we've already uh, made it uh, legal, medicinal, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, here in Louisiana. So we have to make those adjustments from a a policing standpoint. Mm -hmm. We have to adjust our policies and we have to move forward with the times because we live in an ever changing environment. Even if I even if I disagree. What changes do you see coming that require the most differences in the way police do business? I think the accountability piece of it. Okay, I'm glad because because yeah. you you said the word accountability. Define what you, what you mean when you say accountability. So when I say accountability, when there is a bad uh, behavior or when there is a policy violation, was there accountability? Did mm-hmm. we hold the officer accountable? Did we hold the, uh, the the agency accountable? I think that's going to be a very very big piece when you look at uh, a community's expectations mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to uh, uh, police. I think most people in in the public think know that or believe that police officers are uh, are good. Yeah, uh, and and that um, uh, there are some for who uh, don't deserve. To, to wear the badge and, and have demonstrated a behavior that's not consistent with our policies. And when we hold those guys accountable, then I think the community understands that. And they also understand in most cases, uh, uh, termination may not necessarily be the end result. That okay. in most cases, uh, we can address it through training, coaching, mentoring, and discipline, time off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in those situations where it was so egregious, then the accountability will be termination. But I think that when we communicate and educate that sometimes police officers make mistakes, but they can still be effectively, uh, can effectively police. Uh, I think most people get that. Yeah, I really do. This year, the number of murders have spiked uh, mm-hmm. in Baton Rouge as they have in cities across the country. I mean, at right now, the the entire parish is approaching yeah. 100. Yeah, parish-wide. Yeah, parish-wide. Yeah, yeah. And so there was a two-year dip 
Yeah. And then this year, the numbers have spiked and it's grabbed everybody's attention. And, yeah. be, and because this is an election cycle, you knew that that was going <laughs> to yeah. come up. And so we're not going to get into politics, but it is a part of the conversation that the numbers are up and, and, and people are concerned about their safety here. So kind of speak to that. Yeah. So when you look at the numbers, I think I looked at it the other day. So there's actual homicides, right? Yeah. Uh, when the, the homicide is a taking of a life by mm-hmm. another person, there's justifiable homicides. Uh, there's accidental homicides. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's there's um, uh, the accidental, uh, there's the justifiable, and and, and the uh, the actuals and, and the actuals are when there's a specific intent. So when you look at those numbers, we are what three more than 2017. Mm-hmm. So in 2017, when you look at those numbers compared to to uh, to today, the difference is only three. Yeah, three homicides. When you look at, we've had a lot of negligent homicides and a lot of uh, justifiables uh, as well. I think the pandemic um, um, has created a lot of stress and anxiety in the community. Yeah, when yeah. you look at uh, 50%, more than 50% of our homicides are happening inside of a house yeah. or on the porch in the yard. When you look at a lot of the homicides, um, we're starting to see uh, patterns of daytime shootings, which we really didn't see that as much and uh, in the, the past. Middle of the day. But it's the domestic related. There is a relationship between the victims uh, in these cases uh, and, and the person who is committing the crime mm-hmm. uh, in, in many of these cases. And we're seeing that nationally. But I think that, you know, when we look at if, if we've been successful on doing things a certain way for two years in a row and we saw consist, consistently two years of reduction in crime, including right. homicides, yeah. then this year we believe we were going to get those n- numbers down even uh, more mm-hmm. uh, this year with some of the initiatives and programs and strategies that we have in place. And then what happened? What's the difference? A pandemic. Yeah. And that pandemic has interrupted some of the same systems that help us reduce crime. Sure. For example, we participated in more than 300 community events the last two years, and we focused on those summer months. 2018, 2019, safest summers we've had in decades. Go look at the numbers when it comes to homicides. And then this year, we don't have those events. Schools, after-school programs, uh, the the victim of domestic violence who look forward to going to work every day. Mm -hmm. She look forward to going to the hairdresser, to the nail shop, whatever she does because she want to get out that house. Now she's stuck in a house with her abuser. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the person who's suffering from that monster called addiction and they're used to those concepts counseling session is support teams to help them so they don't backslide and go yeah. back down that route. Yeah. It interrupted that. Yeah. We didn't have church, schools, mm-hmm. playgrounds. Right. You remember we yeah. had in it, our playgrounds were empty. Yeah. There were consequences to all of that. Yeah. That that all of those things that that I just talk about, right? That that help us uh, uh in our everyday lives, part mm-hmm. of our normalcy. When that is interrupted, uh it it it, uh, it it creates stress and anxiety, and I think some of that in part uh, plays a, a role in that. So, uh, I think as we begin to open up uh, uh, the city mm-hmm. and the country, I think you're going to start seeing those numbers. Some of those reductions. Yeah, yeah. We have to re. Uh, we, we got these pop up parties. <laughs> it started yeah. on Plank Road, then it were on uh, a Corsi and other so areas. If you don't know what the pop up yeah. parties are, yeah. these are basically like. <laughs> Festivals that people put on, and these kids get out there yeah. and they're they're drinking and doing all kinds of things right in the middle of the street. And but have, but have, have they? Tried, had, yeah, 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 I didn't yeah, think there got, had been any, any. Yeah, we so we got with the sheriff's office, yeah. uh, the constable, yeah. uh, the sheriff's office, uh, all us in the deal. We got together and and we came up with some different approaches, and 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 we've been able to uh, 
engage the business owners. Yeah. So the business owners in, in those areas where we saw the mass gatherings began, um, uh, they actually reached out to us, some of our city councilmen and elected officials, mm-hmm. and we engaged them and we came up with a plan of action. And uh, I haven't received a complaint since. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, people people are happy yeah. about yeah. that. So there's another thing out there that I have to ask, yeah. you know, so I, I I hear you're I hear you're leaving uh, next month and you're moving away. Uh, where are you going, man? I, I hear you're leaving. You got another gig someplace and you're skying up out of here. No, I, I don't know. If you tell me where I'm going and how much money I make, I'm gonna make. And, uh, with no, I heard I heard you got yeah. a job somewhere next month. Is this true? You leaving? No, I don't. I don't have any plans uh, to go anywhere. Uh, I like the work uh, that we've done in the past couple of years. Uh, I'm proud of the work that the men and women of this police department has done. And look, you know, when I look in the mirror, Clay, I have to be honest with myself. And, you know, my leadership style, mistakes that I've made since I've been here. Uh, and and I, I'm kind of hard on myself, you know, things I should have did this. I say I was going to do that and I got distracted here. But but I'm constantly trying to better myself, uh, you know, through whether it's reading books, uh, whether it's uh, consulting with my mentor. I have a spiritual mentor as well as a, a professional mentor, uh, chiefs that I've re- that reach out to when I'm making those hard decisions. And I do a lot at this police department in a short period of time. You know, some serious um, um, changes. And, and I do understand that any agency that presents change, uh, it, it's hard for the men mm-hmm. and women. Uh, people don't like to embrace change. And I've done I've, I've presented so much in such a short period of time that, yeah, it's uh, it, I, I get that. So. The mission part of me focusing on, hey, here's what I set out to do. Check, mm-hmm. check. We did this, did this. And then crime. Now all of a sudden we have some increases in crime. Hey, I got to get that back down. I mm-hmm. said I was going to reduce crime. We did it two years in a row. Now right. we got this pandemic that's interrupting that real time mm-hmm. crime center, changing the law where mm-hmm. we're not promoting individuals just based on seniority, that there's a process and we're picking the best talent. There were Things. some people upset about that one though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I get that. You, yeah. you, you, you're always going to have that when you when you're trying to present change. But when you start looking at all of these things and one thing that when I came in, I talked about it uh, when I first got this job, uh, we did a pay study on mm-hmm. it. Uh, we set out we did an efficiency study on it and it's still on my uh, my chalkboard and I don't have a check mark and it's called it pay raise. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I feel that it's I necessary. It, yeah, I got we got to do that. And uh uh, that that's one of the goals that I set out to do, and uh, and and I would I, I would love to, uh, to 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 have that accomplishment before, you know, God has something else in plan for me. But I don't have any plans to go nowhere. I look okay. forward to working right. with our mayor uh, to continue the great work uh, in this community uh, that we started, and uh, I, I I think once we get through this and all of the. Uh, the politics yeah. and all of the things that's going on right now with the few, right? Because there's an election process, uh, right? Uh, I believe that uh, once uh, once we get through this cycle and, and we're able to sit down and, and continue moving forward and not let the the, the negativity, uh, toxic behavior uh, interfere with our efforts. <laughs> so you heard it directly from the chief himself that he's he's not leaving here next month or right after the election. So I want to close with this. Today, as we record this show, in a couple of hours, there is going to be a gathering at headquarters (laughs) as book (laughs) Robert McGarner, Deputy Chief McGarner, 
is is getting ready to retire from yeah. the police department and and so that's you know mac is beloved across the department yeah. across the city uh he's a cowboy fan so oh, not man. everybody's perfect and he's horrible with it with it too but let's talk about mac man yeah man yes uh let me tell you <laughs> mac was a blessing you know when i when i'm when I got the call and in, 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 uh, the mayor selected me for this in, uh, in, in uh, 2018, uh, the first person that I met with after um, uh, that announcement was made was Mac. And we was right there. I believe it was on Government Street at the little Mexican restaurant. We sat down and we talked for hours. And because, you know, at this time, I don't I don't really know anybody in the mm-hmm. department. Uh, I knew that um, he was um, um, up for the position as mm-hmm. well. And, mm-hmm. and I like what he said. And I could just tell he had a heart for the community. Oh, so yeah. I wanted to sit down and talk to that to him. And we had a, a great conversation. I knew right then and now that, like, yeah, he's on my team. <laughs> you know, he's going to be on my leadership. Team. Yeah. And so to, to look at the work and, and the love that he's had over 32 years uh, for, for this community, he's going to be uh, he's going to be missed. And yeah. I tell you, he has a lot of institutional knowledge. Oh, yeah. But not only institutional knowledge, the relationships. And we talk about how, how important it is to build relationships, the relationships that he uh, uh, bring to the table. We're going to still be tapping. Him. Yeah, yeah. And look, his last day is today. Yeah. Uh, and he's still working and look, working so much. He's like, oh, chief. Uh, uh, you, you know you're you're, uh, you're going to be uh, 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 promoting somebody, another deputy chief. Now I, I, let's talk about. It. Look, he's already he already he's already making recommendations on who his replacement going to be. You know, and he's like, uh, uh-uh, nope, uh-uh. He worked to his very last day. That's Mac, man. Yeah, That's Mac, working. and it's interesting because of the circle of deputy chiefs yeah. you had. So yeah. Johnny Dunham, deputy chief Dunham, retired. He's now yeah. running Crime Stoppers. Yes. Mac is leaving, yes. and then there's Herbert Annie Tweedy, as we yeah. all call him, who's still there. Yeah. They were in the academy together. Wow! And yes. so I saw a picture of all of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you know, Johnny, Johnny, did, Johnny looked like he hadn't reached puberty yet. Yeah. And and Tweedy looked like you know he was getting ready to leave to go sing in the church choir. Yeah. And Mac looked like the guy that you had to tell him to <laughs> give me them cigarettes you got hidden under your mattress. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just yeah. it's interesting but yeah it's it's great you know the camaraderie i see yeah. there that the public doesn't often yeah. get to see and even the camaraderie between yourself and the sheriff and the da mm-hmm. that kind of energy is so important when you're doing that work right it is and you know we we, we start our meetings off with prayer yeah a lot of people don't, we, we started off with prayer and and we've been doing that yeah and we we say we, we're going to continue to do that I'm, yeah I'm, I'm sure people some may think that's inappropriate uh, I take a hit on it, but I think yeah. it's necessary, especially yeah. in these trying times. Um, but, you know, when you look at uh, those guys leaving, you know, we're fortunate uh, to have uh, a, a pool of, of, of leaders mm-hmm. who are ready to step up. And let me tell you, that's the hard thing. You know, that's why when Mac listening, let me tell you, Mac was very passionate, OK, about. You know what we need, and yeah. and because and, 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 I, th- you know, you sense this. I know what I bring to the table, and I want to make sure that whoever you put in position behind me brings that same type of energy yeah. and commitment to the table. The challenge is when you have so much talent within an organization that um, you, you have several people that 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 have demonstrated that. And there's immense talent it is. in that yeah. organization. Oh my gosh, one of them, let me tell you, we uh, people talk, I'll put Baton Rouge Police Department up against any agency, whether mm-hmm. it comes to our SWAT team, 
uh, our new recruiter, who's uh, I think is doing a pretty uh, a good job of mm-hmm. making sure that we we have people in our uh, academy classes, whether it's our uh, motor our motor men. We got one of some of the best. <laughs> uh, uh, motorcycle officers uh, in the country and our canine let me tell you yeah. our canine uh, yeah. uh, team um, uh, is, uh, has uh, national attention yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm proud of those guys I, I really am and uh, uh, that's why we got to get that pay where it needs to be I agree so ladies and gentlemen you can follow the department on Facebook on Twitter and on Instagram if you haven't done that yet you should do that Chief of the Baton Rouge Police Department, Murphy Paul Jr. Thank you, brother. God bless you, man. Promote your business or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Executone of Louisiana has been helping businesses in Baton Rouge save money on their telecommunications for over 40 years. Executone will help businesses upgrade their phones and intercom systems, save money, and never have to worry about local customer support. Doctors, offices, hospitals, schools, businesses, it doesn't matter. All kind have depended on the good people at Executone to upgrade technology and save money. I have a question for you. Do you like saving money? Sure, of course you do. Here's another one. Do you want to keep the most up-to-date phone and intercom technology while saving money? That's what it's all about. That's a no-brainer. Don't get sucked in by out-of-town companies who are not here if you need technical support. Executone has been here, and they believe in a value of customer service, baby. Don't take my word for it. Give them a call, 225-295-3500. It's 295-3500. Oh, look them up. ExecutoneLA.com. Executone of Louisiana. They still here, and they're going to continue to give you great service. The issues, the policies, the people. This is The Clay Young Show. Always enjoy having the chief in studio with me. The weather finally switched here, and I'm happy about it. Let's hope we can get out of this year without another hurricane. We've had, what, five, six, maybe in the last four months? Man, New Orleans took it on the chin a little bit earlier this week with Zeta. And, man, Louisiana, we are tough people. We are tough, tough people. Hurricanes, all kinds of other foolishness and atmospheric things that happened remember what was it about five years ago and i don't even know what happened to this maybe i'll look that up and talk about it on the next podcast the big sinkhole that was swallowing up so much territory around the neighborhood louisiana love my state hey y'all thanks for being here for another edition of the show again i said it in the open if you got thoughts about guests or topics, drop me an email, clay at podcast225.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter at clayyoungbr, on Instagram, clay underscore youngbr, and then on Facebook. By the way, if you download the show on iTunes or go to it through the, the Apple Podcast app, leave me a rating there if you don't mind, and say something nice about the show. It helps us with Apple when they are directing people to content via podcasts same goes with iHeartMedia. 
So you guys are great. Hopefully you voted. I did not early vote. I plan on going out there on election day. Should be an interesting one. We'll talk about the pol- the politics and the elections and what's happening before it all closes up on Tuesday. So check out for that. Until then, have a great one. And thank you for listening to The Clay Young Show on podcast225.com. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.